There's a difference between do it yourself and do it for a living. At the Home Depot, we get that. And we're here to help pros get the job done with the products and brands you trust. Technology to keep your job on track. Job site delivery to save you time. And bulk pricing on over 4,000 items every day to save you money. When you've got a job, we're on the job. The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know my deathbed I will pray to the gods and the angels Like a pagan To anyone who will take me to heaven To a place I recall I was there so long ago The sky was bruised The wine was bled And then you led me on Into your house Along to me Round by round Patiently Hey, this is Sugar Shane and uh, got Billy D's with me. How's everybody doing this evening? This is the Sanctuary of Sweet Truth, and I don't want to dwell on it. I just wanted to open on it being a fan a little bit myself back in the day. Um, for those of you that don't know, that was Audio Slave with frontman Chris Cornell that committed suicide. Uh, I guess it would be almost 24 hours ago now. But uh, last night, he closed up a show in Detroit. And I guess he went back to his room or wherever he was at. I don't know yet how he did it. Did you know? Was it pills? He hung himself. Oh, he hung himself. Oh, I hadn't even heard that. Oh, Lord. Yeah, Chris Cornell, uh, just to have the facts here, Chris Cornell was the lead singer of Soundgarden and also Audio Slave, 52 years old, died Wednesday night after performing in Detroit. He apparently hung himself. This is according to the Wayne County in Michigan Medical Examiner's Office, adding that a full autopsy has not yet been completed. But anyway, so that's yeah, I didn't know. He, I didn't know he hugged himself. I doubt. You know what? I really don't think it was drug related. Uh, and a reason we he's been clean for quite a while. Not to say that he couldn't have revamped. But here's why I don't think it was drug related. I think if it was drug related, he would have died like every one of them rock stars that died on drugs. They were on drugs when they died. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They did, yeah, except for the exception of Kurt Cobain, which I'm not going into at all right now, but I still say I don't believe it was uh, a suicide. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is not what I'm saying. But there is so much evidence when you start listening to people that I've, uh, you know, that I've listened to and some of the stuff. That Seattle investigation was a botched job from a damn get-go. And then uh, 
things that never were even brought into account, never even took it into account. I just think that I, I, I just without, in my I, in my heart, I don't think Kurt Cobain killed himself. I think I think that he was murdered. But with all that aside, a lot of these rock stars, you got Kurt Cobain for the sake of argument, say he committed suicide. Lane Staley, Scott Whalen. You know, there's only one grunge band left that has a front singer. That 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 front singer still alive? Pearl Jam. Eddie Vedder's still kicking. Right. And you know, I've never known him to be on drugs. He's a straight, level-headed motherfucker. You want to know the truth? <laughs> Eddie Vedder is pretty straight-level as they damn get, and very damn talented. I've always said. That in 30 years from now, Pearl Jam will be the Led Zeppelin of our day. Really? Like it, love mm-hmm. it, and want some more of it. That will be the fucking case. Mark my words. In 30 years, people from my this generation are going to be looking back and thinking of them as a great classic rock band of Pearl Jam. It will happen. But some of these others, they won't get it as so much. And you know, I want to say this, and I don't mean this in a bad way, and I got to call it playing devil's advocate. Call it whatever you want to. And I'm not trying to dwell on this, but I have to get into it. I have to tell this side. I liked Soundgarden. Audio Slave, I liked some. They had a couple songs like that one with the intro that I liked. And I liked Soundgarden. Right. Got nothing against Chris Cornell as a person. I don't know what was going through his mind before he hung himself. I really don't know. But I can tell you this, I won't glory in it, and I won't look at him as a hero. I will see him as a great artist that I liked, that took the fucking cop, cop took the easy way out. You see, I look at people that succeed. That's my, that's my heroes. Right, right. I want to see a motherfucker start at 20 years old without any guy, without any damn money at all. And when he's nine years old, he's well, when he's ninety years old, he's long long been a multi fucking billionaire. That's what I want to see. That's the kind of stories I like to hear. So I'm not to be quite honest with you, I was almost mad today that he would do this. Not only to not to his fans. I'm not talking about, you know, oh, he did that to us, his fans. I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, we're nothing more than a damn meal ticket for him with a pocket. I don't mean that badly. I just mean that honestly. Not saying he didn't love his fans. That's not what I'm saying. But at the end, but when it's all said and done, his wife and kids should have been his focus. Instead of looking at them when the troubles came and saying, I got to push through for them. It's chose to take a rope around his neck. I got a saying I borrowed a long time ago, and I always use it. No matter how dark of a valley I'm in, it don't make a shit. I always try to say, don't say I don't get down. I get discouraged. I get I get depressed. I get whatever. But when all's said and done, I try to keep that saying in mind, I'll make it. I always make it. I'm going to make it if nobody else does. But hell, I've had some down moments, brother. Bad down moments. To the point of nervous breakdowns. And my ass ain't quit yet. And I sure as fuck ain't going to take the way out and hang myself. And that's well, we, don't know that 
Nope. We don't know the complete details. I was just going to say, we don't know the whole complete details on this either. I mean, hanging yourself can mean a lot of things. True. I mean, th- there's one thing. Well, they did rule it a suicide. That has been ruled. Now, yeah, it's so I far. Don't, yeah, like yeah. I said, I, I, no, no, I'm not insinuating murder, but there's ways to accidentally hang yourself, too. True, true, true. You can't, yeah. Yeah, that shit like that can't happen. I, well, oh, God, I hope like hell, even though I hate his dead, I'd hope like hell that'd be the case. I'd hope like hell I was wrong. I really do. But, uh, I just don't, you know, some folks will be like, when Kurt Cobain died, people want to run around and be like, I'm a huge Kurt Cobain man. Motherfuckers ain't even listened to an album coming out of damn woodwork. I'm a huge Kurt Cobain fan. I'm like, man, I've been listening to Kurt Cobain since Bleach. What's that? Is that his album after? You know, no, that was his first album. <laughs> just, I don't know. And then they start glory, glorifying it. And there's nothing to glorify about it. There's nothing special about it. It's lives that have been taken with great talent way too damn soon. That the world could have used the wisdom that fell from their lips or whatever they crafted with their hands or whatever the case may be. And we lost it because they lost it. But go ahead and tell them what topic is tonight, Billy. It's yours. I didn't mean to get into all that, but I just had to speak my piece. And <laughs> Hades dead, really do. Okay, today uh, we probably should. I've, I've noticed too. We, sh- we should probably make a note of the date that we actually, yeah, do the program. And and today we are live. Initially, we are live, and uh, we are in production today. This is May eighteenth, two thousand seventeen. We're live Mondays and Thursdays at eleven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today. We are going to be talking about, and I'm being cute with this, there's really no phobia about facts. But there is, by my estimation, a certain aversion to reality. People are constructing their own. And we're going to talk a little bit about that coming up here. Do you have the promo for... uh, Yeah, I'll play that right now. This is a promo, promo with all our information. Hey, this is Bill Dees along with DJ Sugar Shane on the Sweet Truth Radio Podcast. You can now live tweet us on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. The link to our brand new website is also on our Twitter account. Everything you want to know about the Sweet Truth Radio Podcast is on Twitter at Sweet Truth Radio. All right, yeah, that's uh, all our information's right there on that promo. I just thought that was cool, play it that way. Uh, do want to make mention that Joey, my nephew, which is uh, Christina's sister's son, uh-huh. he graduated. He graduated tonight. Uh, got Fantastic. with honor. He, he got an award too. So uh, that is awesome. I was quite proud of him, man. It was awesome. Uh, Absolutely. I've just about seen him practically grow up. To be honest with you, I mean, because uh-huh. he's eighteen. Me and Christina's been together almost. 13 years. So I've seen him since he was a little kid. But uh, I was just glad. He's going to go bury a marine biologist, is what he's going to study, I believe, down in Marshall. So uh, I'm hoping, like hell, he goes down there and becomes a big success, and his name will be used when they say Jacques Cousteau. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, what you got for us? I had him because of the graduation. I had Billy D to get us our topics together because I didn't have time to do squat. But. Appreciate him helping me out. I appreciate that. 
Well, it was announced on Wednesday that Robert Mueller will be a special counsel to lead an independent investigation of President Donald Trump. For the most part, Democrats are kind of like smelling impeachment in the water, kind of like blood in the water. And I'm sure Republicans are actually probably kind of glad that the pressure the pressure is off of them to constantly do something or say something about Trump. I mean, now the Republicans can basically say, hey, an independent investigator is checking into this, and right. we'll just have to wait and find out what happens. Right. This, this was one of the many, many, many seemingly self-inflicted wounds that Trump has brought on himself. Yeah. This one by firing James Comey as head of the FBI. Trump said Thursday that he did not ask FBI Director James Comey to end his investigation into Russia's involvement in the 2016 election. Right. And of course, the, the possible collusion with the campaign. So anyway, that's the the hot topic in Washington. So I've and, heard I've heard he did tell him. I've heard that he I know he said he didn't tell him to stop the investigation. I have heard that he did. Then, you know, so I don't know who the hell damn believe. Well, it, here again the facts aren't out yet. There isn't an official a report out yet, but the the scuttlebutt is is that he told James Comey and you could interpret this if you're a supporter of Trump, you could make this, you could make light of this. Apparently, I'm not sure I have the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of, "I hope you can just let this go." Okay. Right. Now, now you could, you you could, if you're a Trump supporter, you you could make the assertion that this was one of those things, kind of like between buddies, where Trump just kind of put his arm around the guy and said, "Hey, you know this this Flynn, he's an okay guy. I hope you can just let this go." And it was just kind of. An off-the-cuff remark. Right. Now, if you're a critic of, of Trump, you could say that this was one of those kind of intimidating comments. Kind of like, you know, an he does make refuse. Some. Yeah, he does yeah. kind of make some sometimes. Kind of, I'm not saying he is, but there's sometimes I've seen him make comments. Even in his campaign speeches, he'll make a comment that almost seems like it's threatening when he makes the comment. or I don't know how to explain it. Like it's right. got a little little umph to it, you know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's almost like it's got a little kick. Well, that's the thing. We don't know the 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 context of the remark, but what I was going to say about this whole thing is, you know, it, it, Trump's window now to be a great pres- uh, president is closing. It's almost completely shut. And had he done some things differently, first of all, this whole investigation now. Is, has blown up twice as big as it was before. He should have just left well enough alone. He should have just left James Comey B. Yeah. Okay. But going back, this goes back to prior to his inauguration. All of the goofy tweets and all of the things that he got involved in, that uh, that that inauguration speech, which we could debate that, uh, pr- President <laughs> Do you know what uh, President Bush reportedly said about that? That was some crazy <laughs> shit. <laughs> crazy shit. Oh, yeah, that's what. That's what some weird shit. I, I, I guess is is the quote. I, I, I guess what was reported. I don't. I don't know what he said. But anyhow, it that's was it was a goofy shit. inauguration speech. Yeah, it was very much so. And, and going on from there, if he would have reached out to 
Democrats with something that they all could agree on, something like the uh, infrastructure spending, and started with that and said, let's work together on this. And then if his approach to health care would have been, you know, there's certain aspects of Obamacare, like the pre-existing conditions and all that, that we want to keep. But we're, the, the, the system can't finance itself. So we need to make some le- legislative changes to it and, and had re- Republicans do that and reassure Democrats that the, the important stuff would have stayed. And if he would have just stayed on that course, he would have been a transformative president. Yeah. He would have been a historically transformative president. And so many times in history, there, there's been presidents who had that chance and blew it. Another one was, was the young President Bush. Mm-hmm. Right, af- right after 9-11, the world loved us. I mean, they had our empathy. They wanted to, uh, to you know, begin a global effort to end terrorism. And he went off on that tangent of the old west wanted dead or alive and he started all these these wars and went after essentially the wrong people and got off he blew that opportunity to build a world coalition against terrorism he blew it yeah and uh, i don't even know if that was trump's goal from the get-go he come in talking about building walls there's a there's a lot of people who said he never wanted to be president to start with. And there, there, there's uh, a lot of people. I, I don't know if it's true, but there's a lot of people who said that whole building where Trump was. And I watched actually a, a documentary about this. They had the night of the election. The Hillary campaign had this huge building all set up for this big inauguration uh, party. Not inauguration, but, you know, a victory party on right. the night of the election. And there was just an enormous amount of people there. There was a ton of press there. And over at the Trump location, it it was kind of like, you know, we're going to have to do this conciliatory speech and we're going to try to sound. They had even they did not expect to win. According to to what I've been told. Oh, wow. According to what I've been told. And, you know, told in in terms of the media. I didn't expect it. No, I, I went. To, I went to bed thinking, okay, I'm gonna wake up in the morning, Hillary Clinton be president. I didn't even look at the damn polls. I got right. up the next morning, they was telling me Trump was president. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I thought I was, I was an alternate actually, universe. I was actually at a. Uh, uh, I, I go to these networking things for business here in in Stark County, and we had one that night. And uh, I I stayed a little later than normal and, and BS with some of my friends and stuff. And I came home and. I, I said to my wife, so uh, did Hillary win yet? And she said, no, it's too close to call. And I go, what do you mean it's too close to call? You know? but, yeah. And then it, you know, she and I both ended up staying up. It was like until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. I, I wanted wow. to hear him speak. Right. And I, it, it was a very surreal night. But it, and I'm, and not, not because I didn't want him to win. I didn't like either one of them, so I didn't right. care. But I, it was just historically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Hillary would have been. If Hillary yeah. would have won, I wouldn't have been happy about that either. But it was just, it was just surprising whenever she didn't, and he, and he won. I was like, "Wow, what the fuck?" Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the only thing it would have been weirder would if I would have woke up and they told me that like both candidates dropped out and Pat Robertson won by nomination. 
Yes. Wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm, not exactly, I'm not exactly exactly sure what the President Bush quote was, but it was something like that was some weird shit. Let me tell you, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be too. I'd be like, let me just bend over and take it in the ass right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't but, have to worry about that. He don't like sodomy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some very sad and tragic news today in New York. An 18-year-old woman identified as Alyssa Ellsman, a resident of Portage, Michigan, was killed. Hmm. And at least 22 people were injured when a speeding car plowed into pedestrians in Manhattan's Times Square. Now, this was reported by CNN from a law enforcement source, the driver of the 2009 Honda Accord. Richard, let me see, uh, Richard Rojas, I believe is how you say this, who is 26 years old of the Bronx, tested positive for PCP and told police that God made him do it. The suspect, who suffered from psychological issues, told police that he expected officers to shoot him. Oh, God. Now, this is, I, I, for those of you who haven't checked out the video, it's absolutely horrific. Oh, yeah. There, there's, a, yeah. there's a number of, of security cameras that caught it. He, he plowed down several blocks on a sidewalk. And then I'm not sure what he hit. He hits these steel pillars that were put in place to, to oh. protect against terrorism. Right. Uh, and, and, yeah. and this apparently was not organized terrorism. This was just a nutcase from what we know. Oh, but anyway, yeah. he, this he hit, not, this he hit ISIS. A, he hit one of these things, and his car kind of like catapulted up. It was really, and, and all these people are, are being, you know, running and being crushed. It was something that was, if you, it, it's, it's, it's off the charts horrible. And here, here's you and I have talked about this before. Now this seems to be the new thing. Now it, it, it seems like every so often somebody decides to plow their car into a crowd of people. Yeah, this this is like the new thing now. For whatever reason, some of them are, are are terrorists. Some of them are just unhappy. Some of them just just want to do something yeah, horrible. Some, yeah, some people are just suicidal. Won't take some with them. You know. Uh, and uh, I don't know what to say about this phenomenon now of of, of people who just decide to dr- plow their car into a crowd of people. Yeah, I don't understand it either. One got killed, but they had twenty two get injured. That is correct. Man, that's a lot. And eighteen. And, and I feel really bad for the family of this woman. Naturally, I, I, it's it's horrible when anybody gets killed. But this is a situation where, you know, from Michigan, she's there as a tourist. And, and she talk about being in the wrong place at the wrong time. I mean, what are the odds with all the millions of people that are in New York that you would be there on vacation and, and be in that spot when this nutcase comes down the road? Right. How horrible is that? That is just terrible. I, uh... As everybody knows, listens to uh, podcasts on a regular basis, they know that I love New York City, and Times Square happens to be my favorite spot in New York City. And being down there a few times while we were there, uh, it's busy. I could see it killing one person and injuring 22. Oh, and you absolutely. Think, people say, well, how did that many people get hit? You know, and how many they didn't see it? Well, first of all, if that vehicle's going fast enough, you're not going to. And the thing about it is, is 22 people can cover, like, very little ground in New York City. 22 people ain't shit on the street. Right. You can get that big. You can get double that just on a corner getting ready to cross the street. 
Right. So I mean, that ain't shit. Well, but, uh, one more, one more uh, new a point of news interest here before we get into our main topic here. This was kind of odd to me. There was a, a another death here, another death of a famous person, Roger Ailes, the former chairman oh, of yeah, yeah, the former chairman of Fox News, died at the age of seventy seven. Now this um, apparently was down in Palm Beach. The Palm Beach County Medical Examiner ruled that his death was accidental, according to the examiner's report. Ailes died from complications of a subdural hematoma after he fell at his Palm Beach, Florida home. Hmm. Now, this this all comes on the heels of major, major changes of Fox News, of which he was a part of. The whole thing with Gretchen Carlson and the allegations of sexual harassment, that whole ball start, started rolling with Roger Ailes. Right. And, of course, more recently, the whole Bill O'Reilly debacle and any number of things. Now, they're, they're shaking up their, their format. You now, there's new people on there now. Um, so, I, I don't know what's going to happen with, with, with Fox News. Of course, he was out of the picture when this happened anyway. But it just seems very, very odd that in in the wake of all all the stuff that's been happening with with Fox News, he would end up dead. You know, you could probably make the argument that maybe the 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 stress just weakened his condition and he fell and hit his head. I mean, you don't know. It seems like when these powerful guys lose their lose their jobs, it impacts their health. And uh, I mean, we don't know, but it's interesting what's happening at Fox News. Well, I gotta say this is all. Um, I've had idiots get on. You know, people say stuff like "good riddance" and "no D." You know, whatever the shit, just because they think Fox News is fake news. Okay, whatever. That don't make shit. But the thing about it is, this man helped to form this organization. He was there. Oh, absolutely, it. instrumental. So, right. So I have a lot of respect for what he's done to build this organization, whether I agree or disagree. There's things they say I agree. There's things they say I disagree. Same can be said of CNN, MSNBC, and probably every other fucking news source. You right. Well, 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 as far as they are to the right, MSNBC is to the left, generally. Right. Speaking. Right. And that don't mean either one of them, and that's something we're going to talk about. It's going to kind of lead into our, our, right. our subject here today. That's not going to necessarily mean that either one of them are actually lying all the time. But they do present things in the light that they like. There's absolutely no question about that. And you have to keep in mind too, as as now you're a, you're a fan of broadcasting and everything. You have to keep in mind that in the mid 1990s, cable television in particular, television as a general rule, but cable television, there was no voice for the right. So you have to, if you kind of go back in time to play devil's advocate, you could make the comment that he gave a voice. To the right. Now, maybe it's it's too strong now. You could make that argument. But well, yeah. he, he gave a voice to people who were not being spoken to at that time. I think it's too strong on both sides. Absolutely, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, not just one. I yeah. mean, I don't blame just one. I blame them both. And that's why it's so hard to be bipartisan nowadays, as I am, because most people don't believe you are. Because they're so used to everybody being one way or the other to the extreme 
that it's rare for them to come across somebody like me and somebody like you that can have down and have a normal fucking conversation and not have to think narrow one way all the way. You know, we, we're willing to think about other options. Right, right. Most people aren't. And uh, we're really becoming the minority in this country when it comes to thinking. And that's just right. the truth. Right. Well, th- well, that's actually going to lead us into our topic today. Yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Because we touched on this a little bit when we talked about what you just talked about, the the Republicans and the Democrats and liberals and conservatives. But it goes beyond the political arena. I have noticed now there is a, I'm not sure what the word is, a phobia. Or there is there is a, a disdain for facts. And one of the things that kind of really brought this to my attention was a few months ago, a professional basketball player made the comments. He asserted that the, the earth might be flat. <laughs> and I, I was really amazed. I was really, really amazed at the amount of people that came out of the woodwork in support of this. Oh, now they, they were they were they were in the minority in comparison with with the ridicule that the the comments got. But it was significant enough for me to take pause with that. Yeah, that there's actually possibly millions of people out there. That believe that the Earth is a different shape. Now, well, what do they I, think we are? Like a big ice cube? <laughs> there's all kind. Of, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to do a search about this, there's all kinds of theories. There's the funnel shape, the flat shape, the on and on and on. And I kind of like he, the funnel he, idea as far as the look yeah. goes. <laughs> here's the, here's the. Here, here's the deal. I don't necessarily. We live in a country where you know you have free speech, and if you don't believe something, I under, you know I understand that. I'm I'm not in any way criticizing his right to say it. Other than I don't like the fact that somebody who is such an idol for young people, yeah. who is who is so influ, so influential with the young people that are in school, it makes it cool. To ridicule the most ba- – or, or to question, anyway, to question the most basic scientific oh, yeah. principles that we have. I've it's a cool really idea. Anything it, other it, than it, what it is. It, it's a cool idea to stand up in front of your teacher and say, well, how do you know the world's round? You, that's, how do, you're just right. telling me that. that. That has become a cool thing to do. Yeah. And, and here's, here's – uh, I understand, as anybody who's taken a, a basic philosophy class has, has understands that perception is reality. You know, all, the, all these these young millennials fresh out of philosophy class and logic class. Well, you know, <laughs> your perception is your reality. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I get it. I get it that what we might refer to as an absolute truth is very elusive. I understand that. Okay, but on a more practical level, on a more practical level, two plus two equals four, period. Right. Okay. There's no. And if you say two plus two equals five, 
I have to say, well, you know, you're wrong about that, and then I'm called a hater. Right. Okay, th- this this empathy that we're supposed to have for disregarding what is obvious is something that is very troublesome to me. Yeah. And you know, you know uh, people don't want the facts anymore, though, when you get right down to it. They don't want anything that offends their own thought process. If you come at them with the truth, the facts, and even in any kind of way you want to say it, it can be the most nice, loving, generous, kind way you can think of. They still don't want to hear it because it goes against what they already perceive. They're that stubborn, that hard-headed. I meet it all the time. All the time. You could go up to that dude you just talking about, give maps, globes, oh, pictures. Don't mean a thing. It wouldn't no. mean shit. Oh, that'd be some kind of damn government conspiracy. They took those pictures of globe. when it's flat. <laughs> and that's what they would say. Knowing it ain't yeah. true. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. And uh Speaking of facts, I wanted to mention this one thing real quick because it goes with it. I don't know if you saw in New Orleans, I think it was. They were taking more Civil War monuments. Went in the middle of the fucking night while everybody was asleep and took them down. Civil War statues of guys, you know, the guy, the soldiers on horses. Right, right, right. And, you know, I've got to say this because I, I know it. Don't, it's, no, it's going to piss people off, but this is just the fucking way it is. The Civil War happened. You're yes, not gonna you're not gonna fucking change it. Whether you were on the north or the south or fucking whoever you were, your ancestors were, whatever the hell it was, it happened. You can't fucking change it. Taking all the statues down in the world ain't gonna remove that it happened. It's not gonna take the blood and sweat and tears that's in that ground from them soldiers that fought in those wars, whether they were right or wrong. So taking yeah. those down ain't going to stop shit. And I don't want to hear about this shit. I heard this in a damn paper. Oh, it reminds me of uh, the, the the suffering we have been endured through slavery or some shit. And I'm like, no. It reminds you of what your great-great-great-great-grandparents did through fucking slavery. It ain't got shit bo-diddly to do with you. You're lucky if you even know what fucking segregation is. So sorry, you don't get that pity party with my ass. You haven't suffered, except through maybe your everyday run of the mill. They do get, you know, offenses and holes wanting to be jerks and people's names and shit. But as far as segregation and slavery, there is nothing there you've ever experienced. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean. It's just a fact. Just like I've got some uh, Native American blood in me, but I'm not going around trailing the fucking tears like I'm already, like I'm on the trail of tears. Like I'm a damn Native American and had suffered through all that shit. I can't fucking relate. I wasn't there. I've read about it, and I know it sounds like some terrible shit. Just like I think ter- slavery is some terrible shit. I don't agree with it at all, and I'm glad we don't have it any longer. But I'm saying nobody today can say that those statues remind them of their suffering because you don't have a fucking clue. 
unless you've had a hot poker stuck in a fucking fire and placed on your back all over the damn place because you wouldn't pick cotton the way somebody told you to do it. Now, if you've done that and you've experienced that, then, yeah, you can talk to me. So that's what I'm saying. It's a fact. Civil War happened. We can't change it. And really, if you want to get right down to it, uh, there's some parts of the old, I mean, that, that you could, that I think are cool to read that involves African-American history, like the Underground Railroad shit. I love that shit. And we also forget sometimes that African-Americans fought in the Civil War. Many of them sure. for the North, fighting for their freedom. And I appreciate those that fought in that war. I think well, they did the it, right thing. It, yeah, the, the, I w- I'm a little more empathetic to some of those movies. I, I'm, not, I'm not so much trying to erase the history of it. I personally do not like the idea of governmental institutions flying any flag other than the United oh, no, States I'm not flag. For the flag. You know, but the monuments, the statues—I mean, they—I mean, they're just statues. They're just people on a horse right. that represent a time. Just like if you go up north, you can see Ulysses S. Grant, and I'm sure there's northern soldiers you can see in certain places wearing the blue. What if I told you, which is nowhere in the case, nobody please misquote me. Uh, what if I, I'm highly offended by those? Guys on horseback with the blue outfits on because it reminds me of my ancestry roots of my great 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 granddaddy that gave his life on the Battle of Gettysburg, and I and we wanted to win and all this or whatever. I want that taken down. That wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't support that. I wouldn't support what these are doing. So it kind of you know I'm not like I said. If you're going to take them down, if you're going to take them down, that's fine. Whatever you got to do, but at least put them in a fucking museum somewhere. Some artist actually sculpts. You know, whether you want to see it as that way or not, it is a piece of art. If anything, get a hold of the sculptor and find out who next to Ken is, closest relative. Give it to them. Don't just chunk it to the damn side. It is art. For God's sake, there ain't much of it left in the fucking world. Before long, goddamn art's going to be, hey, look, I got my iPhone. This is the iPhone 4 back in the day. <laughs> That's going to be your art. But you go ahead, man. Didn't mean to take that. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, I'm completely off the track now. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. The, the, those were... Um, Regardless of how you feel about the Civil War stuff, that's more of a, a political and societal issue. What I'm, what I'm getting into is, is the idea that facts, things that are seemingly undisputable, like the shape of the earth. Right. Is yeah, that's, now, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's is, undeniable. The, is uh, a, 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 something that we should be questioning. And uh, other things, 
recently I got into a conversation with, and I, I believe I mentioned this before in one of our podcasts, someone who believes that the earth is 6,000 years old. Mm. And, you know, it, it, it ranges from people who say that human beings and dinosaurs occupied the same time together. <laughs> and there, there are even those who say that fossils and all that were put here by the devil. Oh, to, God, have you heard that one? To fool everybody into, you know, believing other things other than how the earth was created. Oh, God, I ain't, I ain't even heard nobody that stupid yet, man. Oh, okay, there's, there's no end to this. Mm. And, and uh, you know, here again, I, I, I when, when people have the right to believe what they want, but we have to recognize collectively that believing is is a process by which we 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 choose things that we like for example believing is something that the word belief let's just say is the process of of accepting something to be true without evidence now you could say well i know what i believe is true but being able to in, to prove it with empirical evidence that will stand up against third-party testing with repeated results is an entirely different thing. Oh, yeah. An, yeah. Enti- an entirely different thing. Yeah. Whatever spirituality you believe in, if, if you could actually prove scientifically, design an experiment that could be repeated by other scientists all around the world that would conclusively show that spiritual forces are affecting the physical world – that would be one of the most monumentally big discoveries and 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 things to prove in the history of mankind. It would be bigger than finding aliens. Well, I yeah. mean that would that would be extraordinary to say the least. Okay, I think if there is a you know even if there be a god, I don't think he would want to be discovered like it. Well, my point is is that. You, when you say you quote unquote believe something, you be, you accept it to be true without evidence. Right. And the question that I would pose to to anybody is: When was the last time you never you ever knew of anyone who accepted something to be true without evidence that was unpleasant? It simply doesn't happen. Yeah. We choose to believe things that we like. My son is innocent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guilty as hell. Got caught with a goddamn gun in his hand. Blood running off his hands. And he'll still say, oh, he's innocent. Yeah, okay. Whatever you say, lady. And it's getting to the point now. And I I really don't know of a time in history that, that, that this has been the case. Where people know better. They know better. The facts are right in front of them. And they absolutely refuse to acknowledge that they are true. And it's becoming more and more of a problem. It's 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 invading how our classroom curriculum, it's 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 a it's invading how we judge our politics politics. It's invading how we analyze our our economy it's it's invading how we parent 
uh, how we analyze foreign countries and, the, and, and our relationships with them. It, it's invading how we analyze the, what's going on with our world and pollution. And it, it, it's invading everything. Oh, yeah. Can't nobody make a damn straight decision, you know, anymore on anything. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's ridiculous. I agree with you. It's, it's when slap-ass nuts. Nobody knows the facts on anything. Or even when they do know the facts, they don't accept it. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there right now, you could catch Donald Trump with a smoking gun right now, so to speak, and they'd still believe he was the man for the job. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, how are you that dumb? But I can't be that way. I, I'm like you. I have to look at the evidence. And like I said, I don't know if he was involved in this Russia deal or not or how much his involvement goes. But I'm not naive and say that nothing happened. There's people out there so dumb as to say nothing ever happened. And I'm like, no, something happened. Well, there's smoke. There's usually fire. Yeah. We got about one minute left. Yep. Uh, you got it. Wrap it up. Oh, you nope. got anything? Nope. All right. Well, I ain't got nothing. Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, I'll be back Monday with the topic. I want to thank Sean for listening, and uh, I don't know who else will be listening. If anybody listens to the download, I want to thank you for listening. Other than that, we'll be back Monday night at eleven o'clock. Y'all have a good one. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only. You'll do it right to get your hands on tools you can count on and at lower prices. Lowe's does it right, too, with savings during Craftsman Days. Hurry in and take advantage of great deals like a Craftsman 20-volt Max 4-Tool Combo Kit featuring a drill, impact driver, reciprocating saw, and task light for just $149. And pick up a 17-inch gas string trimmer for only $129. Whatever projects are on your list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 6.5 U.S. only.